0: Hi, I'm Samantha Varner and this is the She Needs Grit Podcast, the show where I dig into how to prioritize profit in your business and build an empire using grit and strategy and doing it in a simple, no BS kind of way. Let's get started. Hi, guys. It is your host for the She Needs Grit podcast, Samantha Varner, and I am here today with a guest. As you guys know, I've started doing some interview podcasts to bring some different voices and different messaging onto the podcast, and I think there's so much value in getting information from all sorts of different sources about all sorts of different pieces of growing a business. So today, I'm so excited to have Dana Spano on She networks with me in one of the group coaching programs I'm with and I love her messaging and I love her business and so I was really excited when she wanted to hop on to this podcast. So Dana, welcome.
1: Thank you so much. So happy to be here, genuinely.
0: Yes, I am thrilled to have you here. So I'm going to ask you to do your own introduction because I feel like you always do a heck of a better job than I'm going to do. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you, about your business and then we'll uh, and then we'll chat.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Dana Spano and I run a brand identity coaching strategy and design company uh, based in Raleigh, North Carolina. And um, honestly, I kind of kind of fell into entrepreneurship on accident. Um, at the time, I was married to an entrepreneur. He was kind of a serial entrepreneur. He, you know, had his, his hands in a lot of different businesses. Um, and one of them was a digital marketing business. And so with my graphic design background, it was just such an easy like, hey, I have this project. Can you um, quickly, you know, get me a, a design file? I was like, sure. And so we just kind of started to spin up more and more business that way. Um, and so funny enough, like it it just fell into place. Um, mm-hmm. It's a skill I didn't go to school for, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> again, it's I just this happy. It. I think
0: there's so many entrepreneurs out there that we are doing things that we didn't necessarily get trained for. I think it's awesome that way.
1: Right? Well, and it's just so funny because I honestly believe that you know, we have these skills, but then we have maybe another skill set that shapes so much the way we uh, go about our business, right? So for example, my background is in psychology. And um, that's what I went to school for. I didn't get a graduate degree, of course, but my undergrad, I think approaching design through that lens has been the absolute, um, how do you say it? Just the thing that really differentiates me and my business and my unique angle on design and how I can approach it. So, um, that's, you know, it's funny. That's like the thing that I tell people most is like, okay, so you have these skills, right? And like, Mm -hmm. you can meld them together. And so, you know, some people see those as so, uh, just disparate, right? Like they mm-hmm. they don't see how those things can go together, but they totally can. So, quick side note. I love. Um, it. Right. So, at the point um, I went freelance, I had actually just moved across the country, and so mm-hmm. plays into the following it or falling into it, right? Um, out of necessity, right? Didn't have a job <laughs> when I moved here to North Carolina, and so it just kind of fed itself, right? That's my luckily my husband at the time, you know, was was pulling in projects and I could just I could just coast. So yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, really
0: grateful kind of for that. steady stream of business that works.
1: So, exactly.
0: Yeah. So I don't know, what do you think the clients are excited about the most when they determine you're looking at this in a different way, right? With that psychology background, you are coming at it differently than what the Kind of the average person in your industry is, how much does that impact your clients? How much do they start to realize, like, oh, we're doing this differently?
1: Yeah, I honestly think, you know, it's something that I have to cover with them before we get into a project because that kind of, you know, diving into a certain self awareness um, for a branding project isn't something people expect. And so they have <laughs> to be willing right? Mm-hmm. They have to be so willing to just be vulnerable and let me, you know, dig in there and and know all the things about them so that we can turn and, and reflect that to the world. So it's something that it's not for the faint of heart, right? Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you can and you're willing to dig in and go that deep, then it pays off so well.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I've gone through branding a number of different times with different outcomes in terms of my love of my branding. And I do think that in some circumstances that has been missing, right? My ability to really pull into my branding, who I really am. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. you get distracted with what's in the market. What's everybody else doing? Yeah, that looks pretty. And it's, that's a part of it, right? You want to be a, finding your brand attractive but there's also you want to have it reflect you in a really strong way and I think the best way to do that is the psychology piece of it really diving into like well who what am I trying to put forth of myself into this company right and it's not always all of you but it's a good portion of you depending on how you want to brand and position yourself for sure
1: exactly Exactly. And what's fascinating to me is to look at kind of the the norms that we have. You know, we live in the digital age, right, where we're surrounded by amazing looking brands, right? And Mm so we have, so many of us have equated branding with aesthetic alone, right? And especially for people like coaches, you know, service providers who are, you know, at the forefront of their business, we have to look at it differently. Um, in contrast, you know, these these corporations and, and, you know, bigger businesses that kind of model that standard for us, they have teams of people, right, who have basically created something entirely new that didn't exist before that they all agree to, right, mm-hmm. for a brand. And the tighter they can all kind of rally behind this one vision, the stronger their brand is. And the longer that that's in play, the stronger the brand is, right? For humans, it's a little bit different, right? Where like, if I'm the only person behind my business and I create a brand that's kind of... um what's the word I'm looking for? Just idealized, right? If I just mm-hmm. kind of have all of these, these, you know, like perfect aesthetic, um, like all these things that just, they're ideals, right? If that's all I show up as, and then I go to serve my client and it's not that way, <laughs> <laughs> there's a major disconnect and guarantee there will be because we're human, right? hmm And there's just such more of a human element to our service and to our brand um, than a corporation does. fact of the matter is, you know, in the branding world, and I guess in the corporate branding world, they try to find ways to bring humanity into their business, (laughs) (laughs) right? And, you know, the the buzzword of the century is authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how do we bring more authenticity into our business? Because not too long ago, you know, corporations realized that, you know what, people aren't buying into ideals and aspirations as much as they are authenticity. And so there's this interesting thing that happens where corporations tend to like Frankenstein um, human traits into their brand that doesn't quite feel, doesn't quite feel human. And so as an actual human leading your business. Like I think the absolute best thing we can do is get you showing up as authentically and honestly and transparently as possible. In my business, the um the tagline that I am kind of toying with, but I, it's my mission statement is to prove that what is real is marketable. And so Ooh. right, cuz how yes. often Like how often are we, you know, turning to face our marketing and being like, okay, I got to show up differently than how I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This isn't going to work. So I need to show up as, you know, this ideal version of Mm -hmm. myself. And what I want to help people realize is that deeply how we are, who we are is the best thing we can bring to our business. And it's the best bridge that we can build um, to connecting with just the right audience that we can actually bring value to and serve.
0: I think that's so good. I I think it resonates in so many different areas of life, right? Like obviously branding is key and marketing and getting yourself visible and all of that piece is so critical. But I think even just as an overarching message, right? I think as a mom with kids that I'm trying to like have them realize in their middle kind of school and and young teen years, that authenticity, that belief in the fact that who you are is awesome and it doesn't matter, you don't have to become or try to become something that you're not. I think it's, that's a message to go far beyond just the branding of your company, but also just damn people, this is just how we can be. We can be who we are, and who we are is amazing, exactly as it is, right? You don't have to be more of this or less of that or whatever. Um, Yeah, I think that is a mission. I mean, that is a big, big mission, but I love it because I do think that that makes a massive difference for people, and it means that we can just kind of, I don't know, step comfortably into who we are and then just be that person where you go, and that will work. You're not trying to play a game all the time. Right? Or exactly or try on a costume, which you know, that gets hard after a while trying to stick to that.
1: Definitely. And that's from like a personal standpoint, right? You could call Mm -hmm. that your personal brand. But from a marketing perspective, like imagine like having your personal one, but then also having one for your business and trying to keep all of that together is (laughs) bonkers. Like (laughs) it's insane. And so what's interesting about it is as I came up with this methodology, you know, the, um, the kind of the saying that came to me, and I've heard this before, but the only way out is through, right? Mm-hmm. And so with that, it's so fascinating that like with my approach to branding, it involves pretty intense self-awareness, right? And yep. kind of stepping back putting it on the wall, beautiful mind style, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just saying, okay, this is objectively about me, right? How do I feel in my skin? Like how mm-hmm. how does that actually resonate? And using different systems of personality and things like that, we can we can see what you agree with and what feels true, right? Yeah. What's so fascinating about this is the only way only way out is through is that by incorporating so much of who we are into our brand, we can then get out of our own way, which is fascinating to me, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. some people would say, you know, it's it's so selfish to like build a brand around yourself or um, to, you know, be so much in the spotlight. But no, it's actually not because what you're doing essentially is bringing your entire aesthetic yes but especially the non-aesthetic pieces of your Mm -hmm. business into orbit basically you know you're you're forming this really concentrated image of what it is that you do how you go about it why and all of those things Um, but by bringing your own personality into all of that it clarifies your tactics even further. And so it's it's like yeah, you figure out, yeah, like you figure out what works for you on a really deep level, right? Because there are so many ways to build a business and succeed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, in your coaching alone, I imagine you've run into every which strategy and people do great, right? Yeah.
0: And, yeah. There's and- no magic way of doing it. It's what works and what you're going to actually follow through on,
1: to be honest, exactly. is huge. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, with that piece that we talked about of like, if you're trying to just like hone, you know, rein things in all the time and you're trying to keep this Frankenstein thing together as well as build a business and run your life and, you know, do all the things that you have going on, it's just exhausting. And mm-hmm. so the whole point is to go with the grain, right? Right. Um, when it comes to running the business, um, how you feel in your personhood, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get Mm -hmm. that in line and then use your brand to express all of that. And so to get all that to work together, especially for an entrepreneur who is just trying to get off the ground, Mm -hmm. like let's make it as easy as possible, right? Mm -hmm. Like let's, let's get all the horses pulling in one direction and and uh, get get some traction. So
0: That sounds so good. I love that. I'm sure that the audience is sitting there like, ooh, that sounds really good. I need to figure out how exactly to do that. So talk to me a little bit about how long have you been doing this? Where is your current growth? What are you currently like? What are your struggles right now? What's happening?
1: Yeah, yeah. What's working really
0: well? What's happening?
1: Yeah. Gotcha. So... I have been doing this for, gosh, what year is it? 2022? All these COVID years have me mixed up. Uh (laughs) So I first went freelance in 2016, but didn't get into actual brand work. um, Probably for a couple years after that, I had a client actually who had asked to have all of you know the assets that I had created for them gathered in one place in and into a brand guide, and I was like, "This is fun. I should do this for my clients. Like, just focus full time on this, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to take the long route and answer your question, if that's cool. It. Go right ahead. <laughs> so interestingly enough, so in 2016. This is the backstory to how I got where I am, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in 2016, I was navigating a faith transition. And, um, you know, from my lifelong religion, I, um, you know, funny enough, got a hold of a book by Eckhart Tolle. And mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, if you're familiar, you know, he, he's written The Power of Now. Um, the book that I got a hold of was A New Earth. And um, it introduced me essentially to meditation and um, just creating internal space, right and mm-hmm. just kind of detaching from, you know the things in life that I'm just so hooked on making happen, right and just kind of realizing that you know life life is life is okay. It, it happens the way it should and, and all of that, right. And yeah. so, you know, the, the faith transition didn't happen immediately. It took a little while for that to, you know, for me to realize that just like, gosh, you know, this, this thing that I've called God my whole life is so much more than I thought, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know what you believe, but, um, yeah, we can, we can have that conversation another time, (laughs) but you know, it created in me this this space, basically, where I could just be. I could let myself just be probably for the first time ever.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: mentally, I think that space allowed me to accept myself, right, and the way that I am, and to utilize these tools of personality systems and things like that to, like, understand about myself, but know that that's, that's not who I am. Right. Right. And so identity, basically the things that I clung so hard to with, you know, a lifelong religion that I just loved dearly. Um, and then my sense of self, you know, just with that, that space coming in, like it, it really, kind of broke down my, my sense of identity. And some people would call that an identity crisis, you know, (laughs) (laughs) a
0: little little bit of one, a little shifting of, of the thoughts. Yep.
1: Yep, exactly. And so what's so funny to me as a brand strategist, like that, that irony is not lost on me, you know, (laughs) to where, you know, I I literally own brand potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So you know, my identity broke down, and and I developed a brand identity strategy out of it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's it, it all works out, I guess is the point. Um, okay, so that all goes down. You know, that's like 2017, 2018. Meanwhile, I'm freelancing, right, for my mm-hmm. husband at the time's business. Um that project hits of, you know, my client who said, Hey, can you gather these things? And I'm like, this sounds amazing. Let's, let's Mm -hmm. do this full time. And so then I peeled off and created my own business day studios in
0: 2019.
1: Mm -hmm. And, um, immediately following that, my, (laughs) my, my marriage took a nosedive. And for the following year, We were trying to piece things together and Mm -hmm. I was in a deep, dark depression and he was in a deep, dark depression and we were just trying to make it work and it it didn't ultimately. Um, Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit. And so it's just like all this, you know, all these life things happened right after I started my business. And um, luckily though, I had a handful of clients who I, you know, had done branding work for, and then they needed um, follow-up work, right? That's, that's what usually yeah. happens. And that's why I have an agency on the side, right? Is that right. I can coach people, help them form strategies, and also have the agency to offer up the design side if if that's needed and if um, they see, see it fit. So, um, so there's that, right? So, Luckily with those clients, I stayed afloat. I actually had my best year ever last year in 2021. Um, But now that I actually have my own methodology nailed down, um, Mm -hmm. I'm looking to move beyond that model, uh, which, I mean, luckily has been referral-based up until now. Um, And so as I turn, yeah, as I turn to... Um, get this this word out, this methodology out into the world that I believe so strongly in. Um, where I am now is that visibility piece, right? Like, how do I how do I tell the world about Day Studios <laughs> and and how important it is to infuse your humanity into your business and your brand? So that's where that's where I am currently. That's the long answer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it happens so often for everybody, I think, but business owners particularly, where that personal side of your life has such a direct impact on what your business looks like, whether you start to question things in the business, build different things kind of out of the ashes of whatever's going on. And we don't always get that when we're in a corporate job. It's like you can just go through the motions and go to the job and do the things, even if your world is burning, you know, in the background, you can kind of still do that. And I think, um, I think it's very interesting to hear just that transition that you went through and the positive outcomes that came out of it right through that struggle, through that strife coming out right. and getting to the other side of it and having such a strong sense of what your business is going to be now. Is there any other area of your business that you feel like is hard right now or is a struggle or that just is, I don't know, a little – I always feel like it's a little rough. Like you need a little sandpaper in that area. Is there any other place that you're like, oh, okay, that, that spot over there needs a little bit of work?
1: Oh, goodness. You know what, Sam? My focus – is so hard on just getting out there and spreading the word mm-hmm. that I I can't think of anything that comes to mind right now. But that's good. That's not. A I know bad where to find you. <laughs> I know <laughs> where to find you. Yes, you do. I am in
0: your ears. <laughs> yeah. No. I think. I think there's. Um. I think it's really cool about thinking. Okay. So as I podcast guest and people start showing up, then what does it look like? If you have 15 people that are calling you for consults next week and then 15 people for consults the following week and the following week, what does that look like in
1: terms of your growth plan? Yeah, that sounds so good to me, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get those books filled up. Yeah, Uh no. So I have, I mean, what I have going for me, luckily, is that I, you know, my business has been running since you know, 2019. And so I have plenty of systems in place. I've, Mm -hmm. you know, got all of the appointment booking and I have designers on call and, you know, all of that just ready, you know, to, to just get some brands out there because my, my vision is that, you know, I can be kind of the, the brains behind um, Mm -hmm. the strategy and, and helping people through that. And then whether people decide to you know, do the aesthetic design side with me. Great. Or I can help find a designer elsewhere, you know, that can express the way that, that people want to express their brand. And so um, I would love to, you know, be totally hands off on design from here Mm -hmm. on out. And so if I was booked up entirely with consults and um, strategy calls, I would love that so much. I really think that would light up my world. So bring it on. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, I am ready. Come on. Yeah. I really like that. I think that's actually a unique piece to how you go about this. I think sometimes you get people that are in the branding world and they everybody has their particular design way of doing things and your own internal biases to what you like and what you prefer and all those sorts of things. And I think having a team of graphic designers that you can call on based on what that client is looking for or what you've uncovered throughout the consult period, I think is critical because I do think sometimes graphic designers and branding people can get into that. It's hard to be the solution, to be the creator of a brand for everybody, right? Every different kind of visual feeling you want to create. Not everybody can draw 700 different ways of creating the same vision. I think it's really cool that that's how you've built the business so that you do have other people's graphic fingers on things. I mean, now it's probably more mouse pads, but, you know, to do that, to create that vision for people so that it's not just all on you. Because I do think it's hard to come up with, you know, 75 different ways to look at a brand all by yourself. I think that's really hard. Exactly.
1: Exactly, yeah. and to be honest, as I've um, you know entered into addressing the coaching industry as a, okay. a brand strategist, I find that that's the most common approach. You know, is they're like, oh, this this designer is so talented, and they are. Don't get me wrong, you know, they're Absolutely. so talented. Everything they make is so just beautiful, right? Beautifully put together. Um, but the the issue is, is is it focuses on the aesthetic alone right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the most important piece is the strategy because, you know, trends are going to come and go. Um, you're going to be sick of your brand in a year, probably the way it looks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen this. Uh, you, you're I nodding. I have been that. <laughs> yep. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> and it happens. I might feel that right now. Uh-huh. Yes. And it gets expensive, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, to avoid hopefully some of that, you can just do what I call deep branding, right? And yeah. align your business, build your business around the brand and build just such a tight core that, you know, what you end up branding is so much less subject to change than, mm-hmm. you know, your favorite color or yeah, for a whim coach, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and maybe not even a whim, but like for a coach, let's say they have like a, a metaphor that they use often or, mm-hmm. um, you know, part of their model let's say, you know, one that I've seen often as a butterfly, like metamorphosis and things like that, right? So often, because coaches are how we are, right? Like we're always mm-hmm. thinking about better ways to improve our client's experience, if they're a good one, right? If they're a good coach. Mm-hmm. And so their methodologies change a lot, right? The things that yeah. they um, draw inspiration from change often. And mm-hmm. so to build your brand around that, It's tricky, right? Like Mm -hmm. you want that to be the thing that pulls people in because it means so much to you. But unfortunately it's, it's, it's very subject to change. And so I try and pull people away from, (laughs) from, Uh from doing that. Um, and so that's why I think branding around your humanity is a little bit more realistic because, Mm -hmm. you know, sure we go through identity crises and things change, (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yep. As we may or may not have talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yep. So um, with that, you know, you can you can brand around things that, that just are going to be more predictable, right? More steady mm-hmm. for you moving forward. And, and fact of the matter is, like, who knows where your business is going too, mm-hmm. right? Like your methodologies change, your goals yeah. change, um, you know, all of that. And so why not? brand from the beginning in a way that is how do you say it just like it's just more grounded right Mm -hmm. it's
0: when it feels like a little bit more kind of a sophisticated look at branding that has longevity right it's not it's not just um in the current, wherever you are currently. It doesn't have to necessarily, because that does transition. I've seen that over the course of my coaching career, just the shifts in how I think about things or the way I interact with clients or the things I used to say all the time. I I think that's spot on. And I think, yeah, if we can avoid doing that, all the better, right? Let's not have to rebrand all the time. We can just do little tweaks and updates.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, and like just knowing your personality, like let's say you do need spontaneity in your life, like let's Mm -hmm. build that into your brand, you know, (laughs) let's, let's make it so that, you know, with, let's say, uh, pulling one out of the air, like, let's say you do seasons in your podcast or something like that, Mm -hmm. right. Where you're focused on a topic and then you turn, then you kind of like pull in different inspiration you can brand that aesthetically in a way that brings in variety that you wouldn't get. Um, yeah. Otherwise, right. You can um, purposely have a very colorful color, like color palette, right. Just talking aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, and even from a non-aesthetic perspective, you know, there are so many ways to bring spontaneity and, and to build that into your business. And so, I think that's, that's really important is just to consider, you know, what your needs are. Some people just flat out don't need change in their business. It's like, they want to set it and forget it and yep. readdress <laughs> their brand in five to eight years. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's great. And if you can, if you can do that from, you know, from the point you brand, excellent. Um, yeah. But others might plan to rebrand in four years. Right, mm-hmm. they'll anticipate it, and it won't come as like, oh, I'm starting over in my brand. Like, no, like we were planning this was on this, and it's always the plan. Yeah, this is on brand, right? To yeah, to <laughs> this is what we yeah. do. We
0: do a four year refresh. It's like a lease yep. of a car. That's what we do exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. And that's just it. It's like it's such a psychological game, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not starting over. Like this is mm-hmm. this is something we anticipated, and it's 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 a continuation of everything I've built so far. And what's so cool about branding, like in such a tight core way like that, is whatever you create, right? Whatever offer you come up with, um, as long as you stick to that core, it's gonna be on mm-hmm. brand, even if it looks differently aesthetically. And so yeah. that's why I've built my business the way that I have in in structuring that offer, right? Of brand strategy as disconnected from mm-hmm. aesthetic, because That's the most important piece is just learning to, you know, concentrate it and clarify it and just get that core set, right? And then whatever it is you want to do to decorate your business, great. Mm -hmm. All the better. So
0: Yeah, I think that's so good. Okay, Dana. So if people are listening to this and thinking like, ooh, my branding – That feels like she's talking directly to me. Where can they find you? How can they track you down if they want to learn a little bit more about working with you and what branding looks like from your business perspective?
1: Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram and my handle is at Dana.DayStudios. So that's D-A-N-A dot day as in daytime studios. (laughs) Perfect.
0: Okay, I'll make sure to link that up in the show notes so anybody who's driving and or like me can't remember things like that when they go to park and jot it down. <laughs> I will pop that in the in the show notes and we'll go from there. Well, Dana, this was amazing. I had such a good time having this conversation and I think it it resonates with me in terms of me thinking about my branding and thinking about some of my clients that are at that stage of considering branding differently than they have been before so i am really grateful we were able to do this and get together and have this conversation
1: absolutely thank you so much it really just it's so important to me so i just am really really grateful for the chance to talk about it
0: yeah no it was great excellent thank you all right everybody that wraps us up for this week if you have any questions or want to track down dana then please go to our show notes You can find them on all of the platforms and if you have any comments or thoughts around this conversation today, I would love to see them. So leave me a rating, leave me a review, pop a question into my DMs on Instagram and we will talk to you next week.